Hello, and welcome to an ASMR episode of City of Town! <laughs> an improvised D&D D&D adventure! <laughs> <laughs> Michael, that was a mess. I know, it was great. That was gorgeous. That was <laughs> that was that was the least pleasing intro intro I think we've ever done. Probably. You know, that seems appropriate. Uh we are coming to the end of our little break. Our little uh, siesta is coming to an end. Yeah, we're about to wake up from our little hibernation. Yeah. I the, you know, it's it the we're technically in the second week of the new year. Uh, And it's been a wild one, but we've taken the last couple of weeks off, but we're getting back in the booth um, very shortly and starting to release new episodes starting next week. But what the heck do uh, we have in store for people today? Why are they still listening to us? Well, today we have a best of episode. Uh, We took some of the coolest, funniest, uh, most epic moments from some past episodes and put them all together for your listening pleasure. That listening pleasure. You guys are so welcome. You're welcome, okay? You're. <laughs> so. Anyways, so yeah, just to make it very clear, this is a best of episode, and next week we'll be back with a brand new, fresh to death episode. So Ooh, that's gonna be so nice for your eardrums. Get your eardrums excited. Yeah, as always, check out at City of Town D and D. That's at oh. City of Town. D&D. Oh, at City of Town D&D. Michael, that's at City of Town D&D. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we really suck today. Yeah. Uh, we are just, we're, we're aggravating. We're agonizing, and we're agonizingly, painstakingly bringing you the hottest of takes from the best of episodes from City of Town. Enjoy. Welcome, traveler, to the city of... An improvised D&D adventure. Uh, I'm going to walk inside. I'm going to go over to the employee-only entrance that leads to, like, the ticket booth, like, Mm. behind the ticket booth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to go in and find that uh, little gnome from earlier. Okay, um... You do so. You're walking with such authority that no one really (laughs) questions you. And if they did, I would just push them out of the way. Fair enough. (laughs) Well, then one person does, and you push them out of the way. I just push them right on their ass. Yeah, and he goes, oh, that's not very nice. And I'm going to walk over to the gnome, who I'm assuming is sitting in a chair, like, helping somebody. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to grab his chair. On the counter, yes. It's a small gnome. Oh, he's on the counter. counter. So I'm going to use, like, my my two fingers and grab his chair and just spin it towards me so he can see me. And I'm just going to go... I need your help. (laughs) And and the eyes are going to go so wide on this little gnome as it says to you, What can I do for you, sir? Up until this moment, your life has been nothing but boring dreariness. That's all about to change. I need you to help me save the world. Uh, uh, Roll a persuasion check. Oh, I'm not persuasive. <laughs> Five, and also, like, minus four. <laughs> I'm not a charismatic person. No, someone say you're not even close. <laughs> you might be dead with those numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, you got a one. So let's see how this gnome does. 
<laughs> it rolled a nat 20. <laughs> but, like, I think there's no monster going on an adventure. Well. <laughs> Maybe not such a scary adventure. Hey, so immediately he's like, sir, you seem to be completely lying to me. Would you, would you care to tell me what's really going on? I am engaged in the most important game of tag the world has ever seen. And if you don't help me, the world will end. And I grab him by his shirt and I pull him off the off the counter onto the ground. Not like not like dragging him like to his feet. I just want him to be able to walk. And I'm gonna start leading him like to the other side of the ticket booth. You're so tall compared to him. <laughs> I, I can bend over. Okay. I have long arms. Yeah, you have great yeah, you I'm have great dexterity <laughs> apparently. Terrible charisma, great dexterity. <laughs> okay, so I mean, you're able to shuffle him along. He, I, you can't tell quite yet whether he's will like whether he wants to help you so much as he's being forced to. Uh, <laughs> you do kind of notice that he gives people like kind of scared eyes <laughs> as they go, but he's so afraid that you'll just crush him that he doesn't say anything. You're where, doing the right thing. <laughs> where are you leading this poor child? Can you take me to where the trains are kept? Where the trains are kept. Yeah, where's the where's the train yard? It's on the other side of town. Why do they keep the trains so far away from the tracks? That doesn't <laughs> seem logistically sound. They're not a far away from the tracks. The tracks go on for miles. This is just one point. Do you have one of those carts that you can, like, grab two ends of the pumpy thing and pump the cart down the tracks? Of course we do, but it will look ridiculous of a person your size and my size doing it together. <laughs> and I look at him really epically and I go, I live for the ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Take me to it. So you guys, so you scurry along um, and you, so you do know that your five minutes uh, are, have pretty much just run out. Mm -hmm. um, so I've definitely left quite a strange trail for her to follow. <laughs> yeah, you certainly have. Uh, and so, you know, I'm going to introduce a chaos function to this game, which is um, if I roll a nat 6 uh, at this point then on a d6, um, then she ha finds a clue as to where you are, um, and you're currently three spaces away from her. Dope. That's fun. I uh, like that. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> If you need random game mechanisms, <laughs> ask us. <laughs> okay, so that was a one. So she does not, she is currently pretty confused as to where you are. Um, I'm assuming she got confused by the, the alarmed door that's going off that was broken from the outside. <laughs> yeah, so basically at this point she opened her eyes, looked around, heard a massive alarm and was like, I should probably check that out. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, you're shuffling along. You do get to the door where um, that hold that behind it uh, is where they keep the little. <laughs> the, what is this called? So we can call it this for the rest of the game. Pump cart. A pump cart. Yeah, yeah there you where go. they keep the where they keep the pump cart. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a key key code that you need to enter in, and uh, the little gnome um, named Emerald. Uh, oh, that's a good name for a gnome. <laughs> yeah, looks up at you and says, 
I don't have authority to get in here, but but that guy does. And he points to this um, this like shorter uh, elf who who's wearing like really nice cashmere uh, and seems to you kind of know him. He's one of the owners of the train tracks. I look at Emerald and I say, wait here. And I turn around on my heel and I stomp over to the owner of the train tracks. And I, I mm-hmm. tower over him, make sure he's looking at me. And I say, up until this moment, your life has been nothing but dreary boringness. Now, you need to help me save the world. I couldn't agree with you more, chap. <laughs> Just today, I nearly stepped out in front of the train. What can I do for you? I need you to open up the door to the pump cart. I need to get out of here. Oh, the pump cart hasn't been used in a long time. I'm stoked. <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think that my character likes <laughs> the energy from this guy. I'm, like, I'm not used to people being this cooperative or this nice. So I'm kind of taken aback, and I'm like, uh, y- y- yeah, uh, thanks. Well, hot two, one two, <laughs> and he and he starts like bow-leggedly walking over to the door, and I like very slowly, like confused, follow after him, but like. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> and as, as you make it to the door, uh, you overhear um, Mr. Periwinkle uh, talking to Emerald, and he says, Emerald chap, you're such a good employee. Well done. <laughs> well done finding us this amazing human <laughs> who's going to save the day. Yes, I am going to save the day. <laughs> and he slides his little key card <laughs> across, unlocking the door. He pushes it open for you, and he says, Well, get on out there, mate, and go save the world. Come on, Emerald. <laughs> and you two walk away as as Mr. Periwinkle waves at you. I definitely give Mr. Periwinkle a little bit of the side eye and was sort of like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with this person? Yes, Captain, and I'm, I'm, I'm eager to work my way up through the ranks. Well, that's what I like to hear. Longfellow wasn't always first mate. He started out cleaning the, cleaning the decks every single day. Yeah, he started out a long time ago, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and they, it's the other <laughs> human who's like nudging everyone else like, come on, guys, that's funny, right? And everyone else is like, no. <laughs> Shaking their heads like, stop. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> and, and then I'll say, so I'll tell you what. Each of you may take the first items from the loot that you brought back. And they all smile like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Captain. Absolutely. I want to make sure that everyone on this boat feels like they are respected and understood and like they're ready for the next adventure. That's 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 mighty fine kind of you, Captain. (laughs) So and then I I just say, so can I hear it? Are you ready for our next adventure? Yes. Yes, we are. And they'll raise their chocolate to the sky and take a bite, take a big bite out of it and start chanting your name. Captain Longdread. The fifth, the fifth, <laughs> Captain Longdread the fifth, Captain Longdread the fifth, Captain Lo- Captain Longdread the fifth, <laughs> and I shake each of their hands and I say, "Well, they're all really happy. <laughs> you, have, you have won these people over. Dang right." <laughs> uh, and then I just say, "Well, let's get sailing then." And uh, they all go to exit out of your cabin, eating their chocolate, looking happy, patting each other on the back. And as they leave, uh, Longfellow. Your, your first mate walks in after them mm-hmm. and goes, uh, well, those guys all certainly look real happy. <laughs> yeah, well, 
had to just give them a little bit of inspiration, you know? <laughs> That's always good. That's what you're good at, Captain. <laughs> so, making the crew like you. Longfellow, we're going to need them to like me. We're going to need them to respect me if we're going to make sure that we are able to keep a whole crew sane during this next terrifying expedition. Absolutely. Uh, are you concerned that the crew doesn't respect you? I'm concerned that no one will when I set when I make it clear where we're sailing next. Captain, I'm I'm not sure they're going to like this next mission. I I think that I think this may be a mistake if I'm honest. Longfellow, I hear you. I wish we didn't have to sail the great barren depths. But we have to. You know that we have to. Captain, I I just feel like this is a vendetta of yours and I don't understand why this has to be something that the whole ship partakes in. <laughs> I need your help. I need all of your help. One dwarf uh, can't destroy an entire armada. It's not possible. But one ship going straight for the Warden of the Dead Seas. Maybe there's a chance. We can finally... Bring peace and calm to these trepid waters. Longfellow doesn't look very convinced, but he's, he's sort of throwing his hands up. He's like, well, well, Captain, if, if that's what it's got to be, then that's what it's got to be. I know, laddie. It's not what I want, but it's what must happen. And he, he like reaches out his hand to you and he goes, we've sailed together a long time, Captain. And a long time longer, I hope. And as you clasp hands, all of a sudden you see his hand go for his dagger, and he pulls it and swipes at you. What? Longfellow! Let's go and roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> all right. That was pretty good. No, that, that was, was terrible! God, okay, yeah, he really crushed you on initiative. That was a two? So yeah, he swipes out at you with his dagger. Let's see if he hits. All right, that was a two. <laughs> I'm assuming your AC is better than seven. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, okay. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've got like medium armor, like leather strappings on. So, All right. uh, so he swipes at you, mm -hmm. but you manage to react pretty quick, and you pull backwards. His knife just barely missing your throat. But as you pull backwards, you can't go too far because he's still got a grasp on your hand. And and I'm shocked. Uh, I've never. I have never killed a um, one of one of my crew. It's never happened, ever. Don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> and and I, but I'm going to try to grab at his at his arm that's holding the knife. Cool. Um, yeah. So I'm going to basically try to grapple. Cool. All right. So you rolled uh, a 15 plus. Yeah. Plus my plus my strength, which is a plus three. So, so 18. 18. Let's see if he beats you. No, he does not. He definitely does not beat that. So yeah, you managed to. Reach out and grapple him. He's still got with your yeah, hand yeah. grappled too. Now you're like in a double grapple. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's sick. Uh, and I'm gonna go. What's the meaning of this, Longfellow? I will not let you sacrifice everything that we've had on a fool's errand, Captain. And he's going to try to headbutt you. Mm -hmm. Ooh, thirteen plus five is eighteen. Oh yeah, that definitely does. That beats me. Okay, AC. cool. So he's gonna go ahead and roll a d6. Uh, oh, oh, damn, six. So he headbutts you. He's got like a real height advantage on you, so he manages to get a lot of leverage. He smashes his forehead into your nose. You yeah. fall backwards, yeah. letting go of him. He also lets go of your hand as you sprawl out onto the deck. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely prone, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, you're, yeah you're prone. Yeah, uh, and, and I'm going to say, 
Longfellow, think of it. Think of these seas. These aren't natural. There is something brewing within them. If we don't stop this, we will never return to a normal life. That's got to be someone else's problem, Captain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm and, not going to take responsibility for this. <laughs> and so, and I say, so we're doing this. We've already started. And he's going to lunge at you again with his knife and s- slam it down, trying to stab you on the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh. 14 plus 5 is 19. That hits. Oh, damn. So, yeah, he managed to hit you. Five points of damage. Oh, damn. No. So he's, you're basically like half health now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely am. As he, you try to roll out of the way, but he hits you right in the leg. It sinks deep into your thigh. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no. It's your peg leg side, too. So yep. like this like has taken a lot of damage in your day. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to grab the sword of my, like the, uh, my sword hilt, and I'm going to try to bring the back of it storming into his jaw, um, knocking awesome. him off of me. Heck yeah. Uh, Ooh, you definitely do. Yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> 15 okay. plus what? Uh, 15 plus, uh, I mean, is that just strength or would that be my... S- it's a strength attack, so... Strength attack, yeah, so plus three, so yeah, plus if you have Do you have like a plus anything to your on your sword? Uh, yeah, it's a plus two. Okay, so, so yeah, plus five, so yeah. 20. You hit. Okay. One damage. Yeah, that makes sense. So you crack him right in the mm-hmm. right underneath the jaw. He falls backwards. He actually the knife is actually still stuck in your leg, and his hand lets go of it as he stumbles backwards. But he's still up on his feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I guess it's actually his turn now. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to lunge for you, and he's going to try to grapple you on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, ten plus five, fifteen. That doesn't hit you, right? No, it doesn't hit me. Oh, but that's the he grapple is, check. So yeah, you have yeah, to do yeah. your check too. Oh no! Wow. A now oh. one! A now one! He rushes forward. He throws himself on you. You try to use your sword to like to stab him as he comes in, but his limbs are so long, he's able to reach around the sword, grab your wrist, and push it to the ground as he grits you like just like he has hold of both of your arms, holding you down. His leg on your sternum, and he's looking you in the eye, sadness in his eyes, as he says. I'm sorry it had to come to this, Captain, but like you said, you owe me a boat. <laughs> wow, damn. <laughs> if I could give you inspiration, I would. <laughs> but you can't, because I'm the DM. I'm a, I'm a measly player, <laughs> and I've gotten played. Uh, and I'm going to look up at him, and I'm going to say, uh, a ship, yes, I owe you a ship. And I'm going to cast Dimension Door. <laughs> uh, How about you uh, enlighten un- us about what Dimension Door is? Underneath us, so that we are both... Uh, basically, it's where I can imagine where uh, I... So it's a it's a thing that we can move through. Um, and I'm going to... And I can imagine where it's moving us to. And so the place that I'm imagining is back out in those stormy seas. Dang. <laughs> okay, cool. So this dimension, this interdimensional door all of a sudden appears beneath you guys. You you can't see it, but his eyes all of a sudden widen as he sees the door behind your head. As yeah. you kind of like smile at him and you both fall into the door and emerge out like right off the side of the ship, I'm assuming. Uh, a little bit of ways. Okay. Because again, I'm a great swimmer. A little bit of ways. As you guys fall like a good like five or six feet he lets go of you limbs flailing trying to grab onto the door but he doesn't find purchase as you both fall into the into the stormy seas uh and he screams "Ah!" 
Like a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Long dread. Let's go. Uh, and I am going, to, uh, am I near him? Uh, you've both fallen into the water. You're actually underwater right at this moment. Are you able to see underwater well? Um, so I can, I mean, cause yeah, I came from the mountains deep within. So, so you've got really good dark vision. Yeah. I've got good dark vision. So yeah, You can so. see that he is underwater about three feet away, trying really hard to get back up to the surface. I'm going to swim directly at him and try to pull us both down. You know what? Cause you have those boots that are like, that yeah, light to swim four. super fast. Yeah. You swim right at him. I'm going to say you immediately are able to just grab him around the waist and just pull him down deep, <laughs> deep, deep underwater. Yep. How deep you want to go? Um, I mean, so I want to go until it's starting to hurt my ears. Okay. Like I can feel like, oh man, this is not good. You can feel him the entire time, like beating against your back, trying to get you to let him, let him go. But he, you, it, like you can't hit people very hard underwater, yeah, obviously. Right. Uh, but he's struggling and writhing the entire time. Eventually you get to the depth where you can feel the pressure on your ears does yeah. not feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm going to try to hold, I'm going to like hold him there until he falls still. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I don't swim. I can't breathe are underwater. You able, are you so able to hold your breath particularly well? I, I mean... Is there a reason why you can hold your breath longer than he can? Um, I mean, so I think, you know, one is that I'm, I'm a pretty stout but, like, healthy healthy person. Uh, and so my lungs, are, my lungs are pretty strong. They've mm-hmm. always been in the salty air and everything. <laughs> also, I think the other thing is that I was ready for this. Yes. Because I knew where we were going. So that, I think, is the biggest reason that I have advantage on this. All right, cool. So you bring him down there. You hold him. You hold him down there in the water. He's struggling, trying to get free. Uh, let's do a very quick little grapple check just to see if he manages to do anything sly. Yeah. I'm going to say oh, you have advantage on it. Man. Oh, oh what, what is wow. your strength? Um, it's it's a plus three. Okay, so you have advantage. So go ahead and roll again. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah. an 18. You have a 17 right now. Yeah, yeah. Just to make it clear, Michael rolled a 15. I rolled a 14. <laughs> so that was damn close. Come on, die. Yeah! yeah 18 yeah. plus 3, 21. Let's go! He does not manage to get free. You feel him writhing around. He's doing his absolute yeah. best. His fist beating on your back. And then it stops. Logfellow! And he floats, not resisting anymore. Oh, what do you do? I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to take one last look at him. The dagger is still in my leg. The dagger is still in your leg. I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to put it within his hand. And then I'm going to start to slowly make my way up so that I don't get, <laughs> I don't kill myself <laughs> you from make, water. You start to make your way up. Blood coming out of your wound and like looking all pretty in the in the sea as it floats around and about two-thirds of the way up you all of a sudden sense something coming towards you some sort of movement off the side uh, out of the side of your vision oh no um i am i mean i'm gonna look for it see if i can see what's coming you look towards the movement and you see a giant shark (laughs) oh dang it (laughs) Uh, sharks and me do not have a good history together. <laughs> <laughs> sharks, sharks are one of my primary enemies. <laughs> um, okay. What you gonna do? I'm going to put out my sword, uh, blade, like the, the side of the blade pointing towards him to sort of protect myself mm-hmm. as it's going to come towards me. Cool. So the shark, the shark is going to, it, you can see its eyes lock onto you. Its nostrils 
flaring mm-hmm. as it like I guess smells blood underwater. I Yo, don't... sharks are crazy. <laughs> also, sharks are super innocent, uh, and I think that they get a bad rap. But sure, we'll just go well, with it I mean, because this is blood, fantasy. You're thrashing. There's lots yeah. of movement. Like it makes sense that a shark would come for you. I'm just saying, fuck jaws. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the rows and rows of sharp teeth inside the inside the shark's mouth as it comes at you and opens its gaping maw. You're going to actually try to, like, attack with uh, the sword? The second... So once it's near enough, I am going to then tilt my sword at a 45-degree angle so that it's going to crash right through its uh, jaw up through its brain. All right, go ahead and roll an attack with advantage. Sick. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> bam, 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 bam! Nat 20! Right. Natural 20! So this literally goes exactly how you want it to. The shark comes at you. You're almost bored by this. You're like, come on, I've been through a lot today, shark. Yeah, you, you, are the, you are the undercurrent of this tale. It comes for you. You get rid of your sword, turn it at a 45 degree angle at the last second, drive it up through the roof of the shark's mouth into its brain. Its eyes open with shock. And it goes still immediately, like insta-kill. Let's go. You hear the pitter-patter of feet walking above you. Oh. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely nervous. I mean, I, I don't like it underneath these floorboards. Like, I'm hiding and it's... Yeah, it's freaking scary, and this—I don't know who that is above me, but I don't want them to find me. Uh, and you hear, you, you hear a high-pitched voice go. Seems to be empty in here. I'm gonna check upstairs. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh God! I <laughs> and don't... you hear the pitter pattering going, um, <laughs> starting to go up the stairs. Pitter patter of little feet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared as hell. Uh, I'm gonna look around down here. Uh, I actually have dark vision because I am a dwarf. Okay. Uh, <laughs> How big of a dwarf are you? I'm a small dwarf. I'm a dwarf. Are you okay? But like dwarves are burly. Yeah. So I'm actually a child dwarf. Like I like oh. this is something I've never really experienced in AD. Like no one ever plays like a really young mythical <laughs> creature. They're always like sixty. <laughs> I'm like twelve years old. Okay. And I'm a dwarf. I'm a little tiny child. I'm s- underneath these. Uh, floorboards. I'm scared as hell, and I am. I'm looking around with my dark vision, trying oh. to see a way out of here. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, roll perception for me. I. Uh, okay. Well, that was that was a three, mm-hmm. and then also minus one because I'm a child and I'm not very wise. <laughs> I'm gonna grow into my wisdom when I'm older, but right now I'm not very wise. This is gonna be one of those teaching experiences. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually in currently in your backstory. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. this literally is my character's backstory. <laughs> okay, so you so you look around, um, and you you remember that your uh, your little mom dwarf right before she put you under the floorboards. Oh uh, no! <laughs> oh no! I don't like where this is going. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Halloween episode. <laughs> Uh, she she told you to head to the left, but you you look that way, and you're not you're not seeing the pathway that you were told would be there. Um, oh, no. You do see little moon rays shooting through um, from the from your right. So I I, I look down 
uh, I look around and I like I'm confused, obviously, because like I wonder yeah. what my mom told me to do. Yeah, and even suddenly, in dark vision, yeah, you're not seeing too much. I remember back to when she explained to me to look at your hands and make L's with your hands, <laughs> and that's how you tell which way's left. And I realized that I was looking to my right when I thought I was looking to my left, and the left is where the moon rays are. <laughs> so my mom was right, and I had to remember the lesson she taught me. I'm okay, like, thanks, mom. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna make this kid adorable, and I'm gonna make you so uncomfortable when you have to do horrible things to this character. <laughs> I hate children in horror films, so I will not hold back. <laughs> so yeah, I, I realized that mom was right. I have to go to the left. I see the moon race. I'm gonna start being as quiet as possible, like listening for anything getting close to me. I'm just gonna move towards the, the moon race, okay, very slowly and carefully. Okay, so you are making your way through and and cobwebs start to brush across your face. Uh, You 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 peel them away. Um, You're you're definitely worried, but it's it's not. You know, you're you're a dwarf. You're used to the dark to some extent. I'm I'm a big tough dwarf. Yeah, I don't. I'm not scared of spiders or spider webs. So you keep going. you know, the the audience would definitely see that there's a spider on your shoulder, um, but Gross. then that, like, <laughs> jumps off of you, uh, and then all of a sudden, bam, you hear a footstep directly above you, and you see an eye shoot to the ground and look around. I'm stuck still. And you make out that this is a big creature, whatever it is, and it goes... <laughs> And uh, roll, roll a stealth check for me. <laughs> See what <it> rolled? <laughs> you rolled a six. I rolled a six. <laughs> uh, six. I am, I am a, I do get a bonus for being a child, and I'm small, so I get a plus three, so it's a nine. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, as all of a sudden, uh, a fist punches through the flooring and oh. starts grabbing for you, and it goes. <laughs> I oh god! What the heck is this thing? Ah! Uh, I scramble the hell and out of the you way. You see that it's like a tentacled arm oh, reaching no. for you, um, and it's just it's just slightly too far away as bits of wood are cutting into it, seeping down this grotesque black liquid that hits onto a little piece of your clothing that boils and dissolves. Oh god! Uh, I. <laughs> I'm going to grab the dagger that my mom gave me that's in my pocket. I'm going to lift it up, and I'm going to stab at this th- at this arm. Okay, roll, roll to attack. Ooh, that's a 10. Plus 3 is 13. <laughs> you have a plus 3? I'm, I'm, I'm using my dexterity. <laughs> I'm a, I'm <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, child dwarf gets a plus 3. I think I'm a rogue. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> you know we're gonna do a halloween episode i'm gonna have to hide i might as well be a rogue that has good spell <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. a little rogue child okay so <laughs> so you you successfully um stab roll a d6 for me one <laughs> i rolled a one one um okay so you stab into the into the uh tentacled arm uh and this black 
this black goo shoots onto your arm. No! I knew this was going to happen, but I'm a child. I sometimes make bad decisions. And oh, God. You take four points as this thing sears into your arm. You drop the dagger. <laughs> it retches, goes... <laughs> And it pulls its it pulls its tentacle up. Um, I work through the pain, and I push myself to go straight for that fucking moonlight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you are you are struggling as your movement is is halved as your arm is really in a bad spot. So you are only <laughs> able to pull with one arm. Um, as the floorboards continue now, it's vicious as they are getting shattered above you. Bam, bam, bam. Oh, as God. splintering wood is shooting, as you were narrowly uh, keeping ahead of this thing. At one point, one of the tentacles reaches down, it grabs at your leg, narrowly missing, um, and you get to a vent in the flooring, uh, and you you reach it, you grab it, and it's stuck. Um, what are you going to do? I'm going to... I'm going to look around. Do I see anything that I can use to, like, pry this open? Do one more perception check for me. 15. Ooh. Minus one is 14. Okay. Yeah, you see you see a stone right nearby um, that, that's held there, and it seems like you could feasibly um, hit against the vent to break it open. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do exactly that. I'm going to smash this vent to pieces. Yeah, and this creature, you see all of a sudden three dangling eyes come down in the floorboards as this thing starts pulling itself towards you. Uh, it's it's a thin space, so it's struggling to get to you. It's, it's ripping and tearing, oh, um, and you see these awful gnarled, almost like shark teeth um, opening up as it's about to consume you. You keep smacking against the ventilation, and bam, finally it breaks open. You duck out, you jump out, and all of a sudden you're falling. And you see ah! this thing shoot out the other end as it's falling after you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, okay. You're, you're, um, so that because you're you're a dwarf and this is a dwarven oh, right. settlement in inside of a cavern that has moonlight, though. Um, he, so... Oh, I guess it could be, like, rocks or something that are glowing in this cavern that yeah, carry moonlight. Exactly. Oh, dang. Uh, you see... You, the, my player brain wasn't totally on board, but the world makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm with you. Uh, and this is your your house is a dwarven settle is a dwarven house built in built along the edge of a cavern. Dang. Um, and no one's ever seen the bottom of this cavern. Um, it, it's always been a place that people keep that or dwarves keep building down and down, but they've never seen the end or bottom of this. Oh no. Um, as you were falling, and this thing is falling after you. Do I have any sort of opportunity to grab onto any ledges or surfaces? Um, you don't. You don't see any immediately. You do. So, um, you you see down below. You rolled a pretty good perception on the last one, so we'll carry that through. You see one tree branch um, looming off of the cavern. All right, uh, I'm gonna do my absolute best to grab onto it. Okay, you're gonna roll with disadvantage because of your arm. Right. Oof. They were both terrible. Was that nine and an eight? Uh, six and an eight. Oh wow, I suck. So you take the six. Um, it's an acrobatics. So yeah, that's so plus three. Plus three. So that's a nine. 
Um, so you you rip and you grab at it, and you're just steadying yourself when all of a sudden one of the tentacles rips you back down. Oh and no! And you are falling again. Ah! So like I grabbed onto it, and then it grabbed onto me. Yeah. No. Exactly. Dang you, tentacle monster! <laughs> <laughs> and and you see this thing. You're it's starting to pull you towards it. Um, its feet Please don't, getting Mr. bigger. Monster, I don't want to get eaten by a tentacle monster. Uh, and and right before well let's see <laughs> roll to see oh. if the child gets eaten yeah no uh so right so i just rolled a d20 rolled a nat two um Ooh, okay. for this creature so uh it's literally it's your uh your leg all of a sudden is fitting inside of its mouth right as the creature smacks against the bottom you hit into the creature bounce off of it but you still you still take falling damage as you cradle, cradle um and crash to the ground and you are out dang we've definitely successfully done a spooky adventure so far <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like all of a sudden like the the like screen crashes out and you go you're like Ooh, the child dwarf of the caverns deep. <laughs> I think that's why your dad was so disappointed in you, by the way. Your dad is a paladin. He's a really well-known paladin throughout the region, and yeah. you were supposed to follow in his footsteps. And instead, you gave over to the forces of evil and then became a chef at a breakfast restaurant. He was so lawful good all of the time. I just couldn't live up to that kind of expectation. Yeah, it was it was uh, demanding. <laughs> so You needed to, to live a uh, more a freer lifestyle. So... With more moral and, ambiguity. And we all know that chefs are demons. Yeah. <laughs> They're all working to be oh, absolutely. fallen paladins. Yeah. Duh. Um, and I am going to use chef's kiss on Cragnock. Okay, well, describe what chef's kiss does for us. Chef's kiss um, gives an alluring aroma that um, if the person falls prey to it, um, they become insatiable insane and they will eat they will tr attempt to eat anyone near them that is not the spellcaster oh no i'm so you're so smart that you added in the not the spellcaster part <laughs> you are really throwing this audience under the bus <laughs> <laughs> i will burn everybody to the is ground this a wisdom saving throw or something um well i'm a paladin so technically i think it's charisma charisma's well you know grognock She's not very charismatic. Most most of us aren't. <laughs> so we're going to see how this goes. Uh, DC, I think, 12. It's not that good. All right, DC 12. Let's see how this goes. She's got a negative one for her charisma. We're going to roll this D20, see how this goes. <laughs> yes! She yes, rolled yes, a yes, seven yes. minus one is yes. six. You, <laughs> you put your fingers to your lips and you let out a delicate... Chef's kiss. This weird green aura leaves your lips and floats through the air towards Grognock and lightly lands on her lips. As all of a sudden her eyes shoot wide, she stops in her tracks and she starts sniffing the air. And she turns to her left and eyes. Okay, you're rolling a d20. <laughs> Oh no, 
Uh, yeah, she eyes a little kid. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> and she smiles wide with her sharp teeth and lunges forward. Mm-hmm. 17? <laughs> 17. This little kid actually very deftly manages to pull backwards and move into the crowd as Grognak chases after them. Oh my gosh. And Grognak disappears into the throng of people. So this little kid is darting and weaving in and out of, of uh, people's legs. And you can hear the kids screaming the entire time as they're running away. Well, they should stop doing that. That gives them away. Well, I actually yelled that after him. I'm like, hey, try not screaming. That, that gives your geographic region away. As roll a, a persuasion check. I start to try to he- head towards my family. Roll a persuasion check. That one. That one. The kid screams louder. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that kid's going to die. You now see the guards moving and, like, rushing towards <laughs> screaming. Oh, oh, good. They're finally doing that. <laughs> uh, where are you heading? You're heading up to your parents? Yeah. I'm trying right. to get to my family. Cool. So go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Let's see how long it takes you to get up there. Uh, yeah, it takes me a little bit. Nine. All right. So uh, James is still, you're moving up. It takes you a little bit to get up there. James is still on stage narrating. All right. Persephone seems to just be leaving while Grognak has gone insane and has become insatiable <laughs> for the flesh of the audience. <laughs> she is chasing a child through the arena. I'm going to roll for that child. Yeah, they do. Cool. Oh, 17 again. This child is the child's fast. Eventually, the, ch- the kid uh, is still running away, but he manages to last long enough that the guards manage to encircle Grognak and it becomes an all out fight. Uh, you roll for the guards. I'll roll for Grognak. Okay. Oh, no. Grognak just rolled a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> but see if this nat 20 can t- defeat it. Not even uh, close. 12. So it's eight guards, all with their swords drawn, surrounding Grognak. They're just standard town guards. And they're wooden swords. No, no, no. Those were the actors who were doing the commercial. Uh, okay. These are real town guards. Okay. Wearing, like, normal leather armor and things like that. Gotcha. Uh, she massacres them. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> they are running at her, swinging at her. She's grabbing their wrists, breaking their arms, grabbing their swords, and jamming them into the faces of the other guards, smashing their heads together, breaking their legs with her with her kicks. Well, right, because, I mean, essentially, this kid is kind of like veal or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a certain kind of delicious. <laughs> Foie gras, I don't know. Any of those things. Oh, God. She does, but she does just absolutely destroy these town guards. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, they were good people. Uh, uh, they're dead now. I, and rip. she looks around to see if she can see the kid. What was that? 16. So that actually was a role for the kid. The kid oh. is gone. Wow, this kid is doing great. The kid, the kid got the hell out. They were smart. Dang, such she a doesn't see knock. That was going to be the, yeah, Grog- the meal of a lifetime. <laughs> but Grognak, not able to find the kid, looks down at the fallen guards at her feet. And uh, she starts chowing down. Meanwhile, you, <laughs> during all this, you eventually reach the... Uh, the crowd is running like hell, by the way, which which made your uh, journey towards your family a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it took but a little you, bit of time. you make it. I pull myself over one of the chairs and I, I stand before my family. Is my dad gone? Uh, your dad is gone. Uh, your mom and your your two sisters and your brother are all there, though. Okay. As your mom goes, oh my god, I'm so glad that you made it up here. That that looked terrifying. That that orca almost murdered you. Yeah. To be fair, I cheated a lot. Oh, Persephone, I thought we were past this. You, 
<laughs> your troubled past. I thought, I thought you had figured out how to how to cope with failure without taking it out on other people. You know, I came here to stir up some trouble and make it so that there's a bloodbath, so that there would be a portal that would open up for my demon uh, that I worship uh, to be able to open up and step onto mortal ground. As, and as you were saying this, by the way, you can hear the screams of more people as Grognot continues her <laughs> bloodlust-filled rage massacre. And I invited you guys so that I could have you be witness to my greatness. I did all of this just for you. And you know what? I'm proud of it. Uh, <laughs> Your mom goes... Persephone, no. Why have you taken this dark path? As she starts to back away and she's kind of, your siblings are all younger than you. (laughs) They range from like 10 to 18 as she's like kind of trying to get them behind her and moving away from you. Why are you putting so many kids in danger, Mike? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you want to go a dark path. I guess I didn't see you last week too. (laughs) I'm going down a real dark path. I will... Um, the bloodlust and the and the screams of people dying behind you are still building. I'm gonna draw a small uh, charcuterie knife that I worked earlier to be sharp. That I'm going to draw across my palm, getting blood, and we'll see underneath, right along the 60th row, there is a blood trail that just needs to be finished. Oh my god. I will dribble it along to finish the blood, the uh, the blood circle that has been drawn by, not just me, I mean, I'm literally not that powerful. Yeah. Um, within the crowd, there are several warlocks and different people. And you look to your left and right, and you can see a few others also conti- finishing the circle, yep. looking at you knowingly and smiling at this at their success, <laughs> as the last drop of your blood falls to the ground and hits with a little drip the ground starts shaking. (laughs) The entire stadium rocks. The stage is rattling. The lights that like have that uh, are hanging from the from the ceiling or not ceiling, but like from structures along the Uh along the amphitheater. They start to fall and hit the ground as they break apart and the and the flames inside spread to like engulf all of the different seats and things around the around the stadium and the stage gets set ablaze as James rushes to get out of the way of falling debris the ground at the center of the amphitheater starts to crack as the concrete like the, these two big cracks start moving through the concrete moving higher and higher up the amphitheater as flames start looking up out of the cracks <laughs> and it starts to fall down into some sort of abyss that you know should not be underneath this amphitheater <laughs> but i had faith that it would be you doing anything you saying anything uh i will start i will start cackling as the abyss gets closer um as i say run hide it shall do no good one thing you do notice as the abyss starts to get bigger and bigger and the concrete's falling in is the the very nice aroma of like garlic and sage and butter oh man absolutely all the good flavors (laughs) all the good flavors as this (laughs) Oh, this yeah. Giant being 
who's at least 20 feet tall, starts to climb out <laughs> of the pit. And you notice, of course, the large chef hat of your demon lord. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. And he has, like, the, like, nice little uh, chef outfit. And uh, does he have, like, I imagine that he's got, like, little, uh, like, little knives and oh, everything abso- hanging down. He's got uh, the apron. He's got like all white clothes on. He's but tons he's got of salt. Yes, tons of salt. He's got a little pouch on his side with herbs and spices in it. Yes. Uh, he's got scaly yellow skin. Uh, his eyes burn with fire. He's got like he mostly looks kind of human, but he's got a snout kind of like a dragon. Cool. Yeah, and he's just got like. <laughs> He has actually four arms as well. Of course. You, got, you have to when you're a chef. He multitasks. I, that's that's the most important thing about a chef. And as he <laughs> rises up out of the ground and he goes, I have been summoned. <laughs> Who is it that speaks for you? For, is he referring to his all, followers? His followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I raise my small charcuterie blade into the sky and I say, Tis that guy over there. <laughs> and I point to a different warlock. <laughs> so I'm going to push him down the alley in the direction I know I have to go. Uh, and I'm going to say, Ferngully, your, your people don't give up, do they? I offered you 15,000 platinum pieces. Money can go a long way. Well, Persnickety offered me 20, and he offered me my hometown. And I know that you're the one who took it from me in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you'll never get it back. That's what you think. Then he does. Um, <laughs> he doesn't really respond to that. <laughs> uh, I'll show you. I'll show all of you. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, cool. Are you going to keep heading on your way? Uh, yes, but I want to. I want to find a way up onto the rooftops. Okay. Um, there's there's a ladder nearby. That's not okay. that hard of a thing. Cool. So um, we're going to head up onto the rooftops. Cool. Crossbow at the ready. You, I make him climb first. Gotcha. So yeah, you reach the rooftops. Um, he's he's cl- climbed over first. You coming after him. You reach the top. Um, you look around. You don't see anybody immediately. Uh, as you do have a, a fairly like it's not gonna be that hard to traverse the rooftops. They're all you, you know that assassins have built and created all of these different ways through the rooftops to get where they want to go. Awesome. Um, so you're going to keep moving forward? Yeah, we're going to keep moving forward. Cool. I'm going to need you to just roll a perception check really quick. That was a terrible perception check. That really was. That was a two plus two. <laughs> plus two is four. <laughs> That's four. Um, okay, so you are, you're less than, you're, you make you make good, pretty good timing as you're going through. You're almost to the area as you're crossing one of the beams along the rooftop um, you are about to step onto the other side when you notice that there's a string, but it's too late. Your foot steps on it, the string clicks, and all of a sudden you hear a whirring as you see 25 axes 
being thrust directly at you and Dougie. 25 axes? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Why 25? What is this trap on a rooftop? <laughs> Was it a catapult? <laughs> There's like a trebuchet. It's like full of axes. It goes whoop. Well, you didn't set this trap, so you just don't know the I way the mechanics behind it. <laughs> you do recognize the craftsmanship as um, potentially something that you've seen the bandolier do before, um, who is a notorious assassin. Oh, my God. Um, Not the bandolier. Yeah, one you've actually, you've never met in person, and you've only heard real whispers of, but they have laid traps all throughout the city. He's one of the few people who are, like, more deadly than I am. Yes. Dang. Absolutely. Um, And so you see all of these axes going towards (laughs) you. What you gonna do, mate? (laughs) Duck and roll. Dug and roll. Okay, you're going to duck. Um, so you duck to the ground instinctually. Dougie does not. But I, I, So I duck to the ground, and I actually roll off the rooftop because I'm on the edge of the rooftop. Yeah. And I roll off the rooftop, and I grab onto the edge of it with my hands, so I'm, like, hanging off and using the, like, building as cover. Okay. Once again, Dougie is not done with this. <laughs> it's 25 axes. <laughs> now, hurtling at this man. Um <laughs> In, I'm going to give you one more reaction. Are you going to do anything? I'm hanging out the side of a building. Okay, cool. As all of a sudden, five axes just implant into Dougie, um, each one hitting him. He takes a step backwards. Um, <laughs> you just get so misleading by axes. What is happening? <laughs> okay so an axe hits into his shoulder another one straight into his gut one straight into his knee as a fourth one craters slices off uh his left ankle best trap ever (laughs) i'm not even mad like this is great and the fifth one just plants itself directly into his forehead he stumbles backwards he goes can't quite get any sort of final speech out. I don't blame him. (laughs) I wouldn't be able to either. Falls off of the roof and slams onto the ground. And I sort of just like watch in disbelief as that (laughs) happens. And I'm just had this puzzled look on my face. (laughs) What? (laughs) And I'm going to drop down using like the like pipes and or like sewage systems or whatever is on this building to like quickly yeah. like climb down to the, to yeah, the you street. S- you scale your way down, no problem. Cool. Uh and I'm going to walk over to Ferngully's <laughs> eviscerated <laughs> body. Yeah. How many floors did he fall? Uh he fell three. Three floors. Three floors. These uh axes are embedded even more. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna look down at him. And sort of look around. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, this yeah. is a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, there were like 20 other axes, but they all like flew off in other directions and so, stuff. So, the deal I had with Persnickety yes, was... Yeah, I ironed it out. 20,000 platinum for Fortin Gully alive. 
mm-hmm. 10,000 platinum with him dead. Yeah. And I am now pretty upset that I'm making less money than I would have made if I had taken Ferngully's deal. Yeah, you're you're making significantly less, and you know that your town, uh, Sage Whisper, is in significant disrepair, uh, and so you really needed as much money as you could to get it back up and running uh, in the yeah. way that you wanted it to. So I sigh, I reach down, I yank the axe out of his foot, or his leg, whichever, wherever it was embedded in him. There, yeah, I mean, there's four in him and one just cut off his leg but yeah there's one in his knee well i i use it to hack his head off <laughs> okay there, the i mean there was an axe in the head i guess i could have used that one <laughs> no you use that one but then you now have a man you can hold the axe oh, with yeah. his head now there we go it's kind of like you're like a uh, I mean, vagabond but, yeah with I, a head. <laughs> that's a great imagery and i really like this but i do want to have a more low profile Okay, fine. We can all just think in our heads that for like 10 seconds, he stood there super epically at the top of these buildings no, with the, the cityscape. I know. This is an imagination. <laughs> Michael, just to tell you, you're not really there. Look, you're supposed to keep the world like makes making sense and like consistent. And will, you're like moving my character all around to different areas. I will keep it cool. <laughs> I will keep this thing cool. This is D&D, not a movie. <laughs> How dare you? You are not the director. You are the dungeon master. Dang right. And so what I say goes so long as the rules allow it. And I don't even know if you listened to the beginning of this podcast, but there's not very many rules. <laughs> so he's standing on the ground and he's got his stupid non-axe-in-head axe and he cuts it off and he puts it in a bag yeah so i've got i've got ferngully's head in a bag now fine and i'm sad yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the most passive aggressive dm jeez okay anyways (laughs) oh my god (laughs) okay so you're you're sad right your character is sad uh Um, i am going to (laughs) What was the name of the assassin who said he shot Bandolier? The Bandolier. Bandolier. I'm going to go, damn you, the Bandolier. And I'm going to start like trudging my way towards the uh, the stagecoach. I know it's waiting for me still. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. So you, um, the rest of the way, you don't really have any problems. Oh, that's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. How convenient. Can I, can I like grab like a snack? No. <laughs> Unless you want to roll three perception checks. No, I don't. I, you disadvantage. Know Those have done nothing but go poorly for me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you you make your way to the alley where um, you're expecting this stagecoach, and you see this tin mound of a of a object about the same size as a stagecoach, but without like the whole stagecoach or horse portion of it, like without like it resembling a stagecoach. I mean. I, I'm just trying to figure out, are you describing some sort of really cool stagecoach, or are you describing that, like, the stagecoach has been, like, mangled and turned into something messed up? No, yeah. Like, magically. Yeah, yeah, good question. Um, no, it looks like, it looks pretty cool. Okay. It looks like, like, there's, like, these four th- objects, two on the front, two on the back underneath, and, like... There's like all of this like metal where normally you would see wooden things. Are you describing a car? <laughs> hey man, I'm just free flowing here. Holy <laughs> shit. 
Am I about to get in a car? <laughs> You're about to get in the freaking car, man. And I walk up to, uh, I said that I assume the driver's side went, uh, is there someone in it? Are there windows? Um, you see, you see a cool, cool cat. She, uh. Literally. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. She's a tabaxi. Another tabaxi. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see, um, her open, open the door. She steps out. She's wearing, like, all black, has a cool, like, kind of piratey almost hat on top with Dang. a nice feather. Uh, she, like, lets out a cigarette, tosses it to the ground, um, and she says, You'll be nice with her, I assume. Oh, I get to drive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I go, You know it. <laughs> she says, Joey's waiting. Best not keep him waiting. As she steps into the shadows of this wall, you see a black hue behind her as all of a sudden she disappears. Whoa. Uh, I like this lady. <laughs> and you uh, you now have this oh, thing, this this metal tin object. I'm gonna right I'm there. gonna as I walk up to it, I'm gonna like caress the hood of it with my hand <laughs> okay. and feel the power course through me <laughs> i toss the sack holding uh the head like through the through the front door and into the back seat so it <laughs> sort of like bounces around back there and lands somewhere perfect well you can i mean there's no hood I mean, there's like, there's like the outline. Is of it a convertible? Hood. It's a convertible, baby. <gasps> so I just toss baby. it. I just toss the head right into the back seat. You better believe you. I do. don't open the door. I hop into the car. Of course you do. My hand caresses the steering wheel. I grab the. I grab. I turn it on. Absolutely. <laughs> it's almost like you've been here before. Like you understand this on uh, on a human level. Yeah. As you turn the car. It revs. Ooh, I feel the horsepower course through me. Yeah, you you press on what you think is obviously the forward thing as it goes. The forward thing. You notice that it's not quite moving. There's this random little lever next to you. You kick it into first. You press down. Uh, well, obviously, you press down on the clutch first. You kick it into first. You... Expertly, adeptly, well, roll it, roll it. <laughs> oh no. D20. You know! Nat yes! 20! Nat 20! Can I please, can I please peel out? You start to expertly, adeptly release your left leg from the clutch, pushing your right onto the, um, onto the go button. The go button! <laughs> um, as the back tire all of a sudden starts to spin out. And yeah. then kick, bam, and you shoot forward. Yes. You're flying forward faster than you've ever seen something like this go. A stage coach that reaches maybe 15 maximum miles per hour. This thing, this thing's going to cool 60, 65 right at the get. Whoa. You peel out of a corner, take a hard right, and now you are shooting downtown. Oh, yeah. Where are you headed? <laughs> well, I know I'm supposed to meet Persnickety uh, on the outskirts of Sagebrush. Uh, Sage Whisper. Sage Whisper. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a little ways down. Um, as you were you are now flying. I mean, down a this straight baby, path. It's not long at all. Not even a little bit. You were seeing 
faces go by at a rapid pace. You see that troll from earlier go... <laughs> you, see, you see that group of gnomes go... Whoa! As everyone is they just... They surfer bros. <laughs> they're giving me like the angler symbol. They are, they're like, yo! <laughs> they're, they're so out of their minds on uh, whatever loose leaf thing there is in this town. Um, oh, but wait, before I go, I want to go to the bar where I know that Amy always hangs out. And I want to pull up in front. Luckily, that's right on the way. As you were... Bursting to to towards the bar, you uh, slam down on the brake. You pull this other lever next to the lever that you put into first gear. As you pop that up, it's an e-brake. You assume in your mind. <laughs> as you all of a sudden spin, you do a full one eighty, landing the car right on the curb of this bar. I am so cool. You've arrived. Whoa! And I'm gonna uh, bash my hand in the middle of the steering wheel twice. And just right then you hear from within the car this is insane a dragon's roar whoa that was so much cooler than what i was imagining <laughs> everyone looks they're terrified is does that mean a dragon's attacking whoa no but they look to the sky there's nothing there they look towards this monstrous vehicle it's coming from that <laughs> as you see everyone from inside the bar pour out and finally lastly you see amy as she steps out she looks at the vehicle and she says what the fuck is that it's my new ride amy i I owe you one for what you did for me earlier. Yeah, you do. And just so you know, Ferngully is now. And I point to the sack in the back of the car. <laughs> she looks crestfallen. She did not have the same hatred that you did for Ferngully. We don't need to live the way we have for so long, Amy. Come with me to Sage Whisper. Work for Persnickety with me. We can build something so much better. Together, you and me, me and you, both of us, together. Nice. Um, roll, roll a persuasion check on that. Oh, Nat my God. Whoa. Guys, what is happening with did, these dice? Did you load these I dice? I did not. It's hilariously. I did not. We have two D20s in front of us. Both of them are currently on 20. They're both on 20. This is insane. Is this five? <laughs> I think this is like five Nat No, 20s. I think it's more than that. I think it's like six or seven now. This is ludicrous. <laughs> I like, I mean, yes, I wanted you to persuade her. <laughs> of course I did. But, like, I was like, there's a chance. There's not even a chance anymore. Okay. <laughs> she she looks down. She says, ride or die. Let's roll. Ride or die. She uh, she hops in the back seat. She's like, what? no, this seems wrong. <laughs> then she makes her way to the front seat. She's now in the passenger. Okay, I'm gonna jump back into the main seat. I'm going to reach over, 
into uh, the glove box, yeah. and I'm going to pull out these uh, dark uh, spectacle things, flip them open. <laughs> <laughs> that took me so long. It's like dark spectacle things. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to flip them open, and I'm going to put them on, as I say, let's ride. And I'm going <laughs> to do the thing again so I peel out. And you are rolling towards uh, Sage Whisper at this point. You reach the front gates of this of this place. You are, you're like, for a second, you're like, Oh no! I don't know if I'm gonna make it through. And then all of a sudden, you see a little uh, a little pulley lever up towards the front. You pull on it, and a blue aura comes around the entire thing. You slam through the guard gate. It busts open, not even close to damaging this car. As you're now exiting the kingdom and out amongst the uh, foliage and the reeds and the natural wonders and beauties of this kingdom's. Uh, outer regions dang this place sounds nice yeah it's pretty nice other so than I, the a, a corrupt town and <laughs> everything <laughs> and assassins and yeah. that you shouldn't walk pretty amongst cr- pretty crime ridden yeah and just the randomly trapped roofs <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> it's a nice town uh, <laughs> i mean you really have to have a big bloodbath um it's sort of like a uh you know like a really big Ritual. I don't yeah. know what else to tell you. Totally. Yeah, I'm with I you. feel like I said it perfectly. I don't know how else how, how else, else you would have done. Would this? you have even possibly have said that? I don't know. I think you nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Michael, for DMing, and thank you, Casey, for playing and <laughs> making me question everything about <laughs> morals. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I'm here to do, guys. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we really hope that you enjoyed that morally confused journey with us. <laughs> Can I hear a what what for Persephone? <laughs> a what what? Uh, cool. And then yeah, of course, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and check out. Thank s- you for listening. Check out City of Town D and D. Check out City of Town D and D on the Insta. On we, the Insta, we just keep putting stuff up there. Yeah, yep. I, I feel like probably most of you have checked it out by now. And if you haven't, check it out. It's cool. Do you like memes? Do you like weird stock footage videos? Do you like? podcast excerpts yeah do you do you enjoy this and just want a little bit more of it then go there and comment like i message us on the dm i don't care get your daily dose of city of town on instagram yeah um otherwise thanks again for listening and thank you to ryan riveros for editing thank you ryan thank you carson beck for letting us use soundbox studio city Thank you, Carson. And thank you, Catherine Tuljan, for doing the amazing artwork. Thank you, Catherine. And thank you, Michael. And thank you, Casey. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.